Howdy, hobos. Uh, I can't even begin to describe how happy I am that you're here. I've been loving getting back into this podcast and sharing these lovely voices that inspire me with you. Um, my name is Mark, by the way. I'll be your camp host. Welcome to Hobo Safe Camp. Listen, you're going to want to grab a chair and pull yourself up close to the virtual campfire and settle in to listen to this radiant human being. Today we're talking with Tessa Ham. Uh, it was in 2016 was the last time that I talked with Tessa, way back on episode 14. And you should totally go back and listen to it. And the easiest way to do that is to go to SoundCloud, find Open Minds Radio, and from there you can click on the Virtual Campfire playlist. And there, you, there you'll have it. Go, scroll down to episode 14 and there it is. Or even easier, go on Instagram, follow at HoboSafeCamp, and then just click the link in my bio. It's that easy. It's, you'll, yeah, you'll, there, you'll be listening to Tesla, episode 14. Um, uh, it's, just, it's just been really cool to see how she's progressed through life and where she is now compared to where she was then. So do go back and look. Uh, another cool thing is that Tessa and I are working on a new monthly astrology podcast that will be part of the Open Lines family. So stay tuned for that and look out for the first episode coming out in April. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow Tessa on Instagram at Tessa Mercury. And if you like what you see, and if you like what she has to say here today, uh, maybe reach out and tell her what a badass she is. It takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there. So let your fellow hobos around the campfire know when you connect with what she's saying and just let her know, let her know how cool she is. Uh, but right now, sit back, enjoy this conversation about how to bring the collective consciousness back into congruence in these crazy changing times. So let's just, let's just not even waste any more time. Let's just do it. Let's get this thing going. Uh, friends, dear astral hobos and digital vagabonds, pick up that tin can telephone with a string that stretches from the west coast of the U.S. to the east coast of the U.S., then it wraps itself around the globe before shooting out into space where it vibrates like the most beautiful instrument you've ever heard, before it comes back down to earth and tickles your ear holes. Tessa, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo I ramble all along I'm just a rambling hobo I ramble all along Ain't got no one to love me No place to call my home Jeez, creatively <laughs> It's been a uh... Uh, it hasn't been very creative a few years. I don't know. Oh. I don't know why. Well, you know, just life. No. And, and I think that's kind of like, not to like get dark and deep, like right away, but I think that's definitely like a collective thing. Like I, like it's a, it's how could we be creative in this time right now? You know? And, and as far as like, right. My, it just, everything in life took a left turn for me personally. And, and that, you know, and I think, that's something I just kind of wanted to just discuss with you and, you know, yeah, how life just throws you these curveballs. And ever since 2019 specifically, I, I mean, in my opinion, as far as the collective, I just feel like that's when, um, you know, Saturn was exiting Capricorn. That's where it's in its most natural placement. Um, and ever since Saturn moved into Aquarius, it's just been such a whirlwind for the collective. And I really just want to convey to you, I think that there's some really big hopes as far as changes coming to the collective with a lot of things um, 
you know, it's just, it's been a dark time. There's just no denying that there really isn't. Yeah. Yeah. When we last talked, which is crazy, it was 2016. The last time we had a voice to voice conversation and um, it was a totally different feel in the air. Um, it felt like, it felt like we were collectively on the verge of like breaking into something new or, you know, going into these uncharted waters. And it just felt like this creative, it felt like we were on the verge of a creative renaissance, but then it was kind of like fake out mm-hmm. and it wasn't sustainable and everybody had to go do their things to actually live, you know, like, like there was a, there was a time there where there was a couple of years where somehow I was able to put everything into being creative and into the collective and, and being part of it. And then it's like, all right, well, now I got to pay some bills. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so you got to step out of that creative thing and go into this other completely different mindset, which is making money just to stay afloat. And that totally is, that's what pulled me out of it completely. And, and as well as a, a lot of people in the collective looking to make money from the collective, which I was kind of having a hard time with, but it just, it wasn't quite the time yet. Now it almost feels like, like maybe we, um, we didn't, know what was coming but there was something that it wasn't quite time yet so it was almost like this pullback and take care of our stuff take care of life and now after what we've been through in the last couple of years it feels like it's time to maybe maybe it is time now for a creative renaissance now with what's going on with russia and ukraine it's almost like well, hold on a minute oh, <laughs> it's like hold my beer we're we're not quite out of it yet but but i i feel you i feel like it's time for this this new it's, it's time to get back to it Absolutely. And yeah, no, I'm glad you brought up, you know, the fact that we're on the verge of world war. It's not something to laugh about because I mean, it's, it's like, you know, that's kind of that human reaction to just be like, Haha, just when I thought things were going to be okay, it's, you know, it's an imminent danger is upon us. But I, I feel like, you know, on a more serious note, that's exactly it is that collectively we've been really forced to look at our lives. Like you're saying me too, of course, being a nurse for me, made sense as far as everything I was going through in an odd way, because like you're saying, it was going to provide me with financial stability. And as far as creative and life endeavors, right. It's, it's the same idea where I had to force myself to realize that the, the here and now is so much more important than anything else. And, and it's nice to reminisce and, and have like these prospects for the future too. But right, we are forced to look at ourselves in the present moment when we have bills to pay and mouths to feed. And, and now that collectively, again, we're being forced to ask ourselves what's really important when there's such danger in this world and in a place where it's very civilized and it's very established and and yet they're living in such fear it really of course puts into perspective that question of what do i really want with my life do i want to go you know paying bill to bill and we have to but i think there is space opening up for the world to be able to say i can do creative things again and, and there's like an irony almost in the fact that when we reach these really dark moments collectively, where again, we 
we're just going, we are still going through a pandemic, I suppose, but it doesn't really feel like it because we've just been so distracted by right. everything else, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like well, the last time I remember we, I was, we were, I think we were trying to set up something. We were going to talk, we were going to, we were going to do this probably four years ago, maybe longer. <laughs> right. And all, all of a sudden you're like, I, I just don't have time. I, I've got school and I'm, I'm doing uh, this play and all of a sudden you had all this stuff going on. What, what is, is that? What was like, what happened right then at that point where it was like, all of a sudden, bam, you're, this is what you decided you were going to do. And you did it. I'm really pr proud of you. You stuck to it and you did it. You know, <laughs> the funniest part is because when we last spoke, I mean, of course, I have to go right into Freddie Mercury again. Right? Everything ties back to Freddie, no, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't expect anything else. Right. <laughs> no. And, and honest to God, though, I think for me, as far as my life path journey, we all have these moments and these things that present themselves. And I felt like in my weird premonition, I don't know if that's what I really wanted with my life as much as what the universe wanted for my life. I was so privileged, of course, to have my parents be able to help me financially. I'll be completely transparent about that. But again, I feel like it's a conditional thing that I was placed into to, you know, find myself a little bit deeper and, and more like the giving sense, more um, messages of, how do I say it without sounding like I'm conflicting my own ego here? It really, it just, for me, it was about healing this, what it means to give the sense of purpose when on a surface level, I always had all these images of myself being, you know, an actress or a singer or whatever. And, and I think a lot of that too still holds truth in my life, I just think being a nurse was just the obvious message of what a Virgo son, which what uh, Freddie Mercury was, those messages um, connected to me in such a way that it just kind of forced itself on me. And again, it's kind of funny how it's almost like we have the things we want to do in life and then the things life wants us to do. <laughs> that makes any sense yeah, that's a good way to put it. yeah yeah um i just wish that the things life wanted me to do weren't so boring right no, <laughs> right right and i think right that's the message there I, i'm glad you said the word boring because i think uh freddie on a you know collective level again i have to always bring it on terms of the collective but he had this surface level image of being so grandiose and yet the person that we really are behind closed doors and the things that we really have to get done can be really different than what we project onto the world and again when we've been going through such dark times where we've really had to change so much of our life circumstances and really question what actually matters to us I still find myself always going back to Freddie Mercury for some reason to like be the answer to, you know, it's, it's like, I, instead of, you know, it's like a, what would Freddie do is kind of how, you know, I live my life terms and to answer your question, I guess, like how it all happened, it really just presented itself to me in this odd way where 
you know, of course, it was going to serve a greater purpose in my material life as far as being able to own a home now. And, you know, I was still living with my parents at the time. I think a lot of it is privilege and being able to, you know, recognize that is super important as far as personal growth. And I think it's just really important for everyone to have that balance in their life though, where, you know, admittedly, I think the reason I, I'm wanting to speak with you is because I, I see your understanding of the divine and how we all kind of find it in a really unique way. And I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is it was just like kind of divine intervention with that. Yeah. Oh, answers your that. question. Divine intervention, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. But I'm ready for, I'm ready to, I'm, I'm like, you, you know, so we were messaging, we were going to do this a couple of weeks ago, but uh, there was a storm. What were they calling it? Like a bomb? blizzard or something that, like that that's it new england for you just out here they, call it that. <laughs> they call it a bomb cyclone it's that's it. new england bomb cyclone <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and it's you know sunny and it snowed yesterday but yeah probably melted all the next day anyway but yeah the power was flickering and yeah <laughs> so so when, when we were we, we were planning on talking a couple of weeks ago the, there was a totally different vibe in the world <laughs> and, and and we were um you you said you wrote something to me in a in a message that said uh, like you feel like we're on the verge of something great. What did you mean by that? It's not now. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but um, when two planets that meet, it's going to happen in April. In uh, Jupiter, will be meeting with Neptune, and this only happens every few hundred years, there's these shifts that can happen in the collective. And this is, of course, if you believe this, it doesn't necessarily have to ring true for everyone. But I think there's going to be an opportunity where compassion meets this question of, you know, what really, really matters to us as we kind of shift forward and try and answer these questions of what really matters to us. Again, going back to the mundane day to day things where we've kind of been grappling with ourselves. Like, does this even matter? Am I just fantasizing all this? Is this just a delusion? I've convinced myself that it can be better when everything tells me it's not going to be better. And it's like that prison you hold yourself in. Like uh, Pisces has a lot of messages of like prison and death, but not so much in the literal sense as like the psychic, uh, spiritual incarnation of the soul leaving the body. Um, I feel like there's going to be like this lifting that happens that all of a sudden we will realize as a spiritual collective that we have to let go of these ego-based ideals and really come together and as dreamy and ethereal as again, all these Pisces messages are, I feel like in that um, April period, I think the exact date is April 12th, 2022. It's a really rare conjunction that's going to happen. That again, only happens every few hundred years or so. There was um, 
a post I saw actually um, just for historical context of like similar times in the 1500s. Oh, what, um, gosh, I wish I had my information better before I decided to reference this. But basically, they had built these barriers thinking there was going to be all these great floods and all, all this turmoil and nothing ever came of it. And I think that's kind of the ultimate message I'm trying to say here is that as important as astrology is to me and, and these ideas of the collective, what's more important is those literal world events that are happening and how we are, no matter what you believe in, we are going to be forced as a collective to really change what we view as important because our just day-to-day -day safety comes into question. And I'm really hoping that, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I could have never predicted when I messaged you a couple of weeks ago saying we should talk. I, I never could have thought that, you know, we'd be on the literal verge of another world war. I mean, this is really the closest. I mean, I can't speak on it, but um, I can imagine as a kid growing up, you know, like being trained for bomb shelters and, um, you know, with the Cold War, right? Um, right. I, I this is like the closest we've gotten to that since that time period, too. And, you know, it's like a very stunted time creatively and. I just feel like if we can really shift these things, hopefully we can work on something and, you know, like that, the, the quickening, you know, you always, you know, reference Art Bell as like, you know, one of your guides, I guess, if you, you, yep, know, you, yep, you know what yep, I mean? For sure. And it's like, it just <laughs> yeah. took that, like, it's, I don't think it ever happened in his lifetime, if that makes sense, you know? Um, and, or it's, it's not, I, I think you understand what I'm trying. It's like, it's a constant battle. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But yeah. with these Pisces messages, no, I, I think there is a collective consciousness that hopefully we will finally see better days. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I've been, I've been talking, the people I've been talking to, that's kind of been, my message has kind of been like, we're on the verge. We're coming out of COVID. This is the time for our new artistic renaissance, like it's time to get creative. And then the other morning I woke up maybe like 4 a.m. And I know they, they say to never look at your phone in the night. <laughs> and I looked, at, I happened to look at my phone and open Twitter and saw that uh, Russia had invaded Ukraine. And I could just see the whole thing playing out this several years long thing that's about to happen. And I just had, I just got filled with anxiety and like, it's like, Oh man, it's just never, it's never ending. But this is so much more serious than, than anything that we thought. And, and maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I've just been filled with a sense of doom for the past few days. And I'm having a really hard time um, even trying to post enlightened, enlightening things online, just because I just feel like it's just so inappropriate. I don't know. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I'm hoping that 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 uh, this resolves quickly. No, I mean I've definitely seen other people share similar sentiments in you know the spiritual spaces. That is it really the time to be telling people that things are going to get better? When how can you truly predict that? How can you really? put that out there when I think the the message all along is it's up to the universe. It's not up to us. And when people kind of give those false ideas of everything is happy and, and the space is 
a safe, I mean, of course it's a safe space. I shouldn't, you know, whatever someone creatively is putting out there, but you have to, you have to discern and, and really decide for yourself what is more important. Like we were saying before, just kind of being forced to put your own literal life circumstances first and foremost, and, and not be so preoccupied with what social media is putting out there. And, and I think that's kind of a question too, where, um, you know, I heard something recently on, you know, Instagram was really where we found each other, right? Back in 2016, yeah. where things were booming. Oh, it used to be so fun. Right. It was yeah. such a different space creatively, right? And, and it felt like you could actually be seen. And, and, and with Periscope, especially, that was another whole world of its own that's yeah. defunct now, you know, which is, again, wild right. to think. Um, you could really put out so much more creatively. And again, being forced to focus on the mundane as a collective has really just stifled us to the point where, yeah, it probably is a really good question to ask yourself. Is it fair to put out content that would mislead people, would make them feel like there is hope? But there, there is this eternal hope that exists. And I think that was something I had mentioned to you too, with like people like Robert Anton Wilson, who mm-hmm. really kind of approach it with a type of humor and putting all of your, you know, all you know, all your bets on a god. Well, why can't it be someone like the subgenius, you know, the Bob, you know, all hail Eris? Like all these things. It's like basically what I'm trying to say is like putting your faith into a false prophet is like the most dangerous game of all and that's obviously what's happening in russia and ukraine like this you know it's all it's all based on ego and all based on these games of putting people in danger just for the sake of proving a point and and again it's like it's how do you even speak on that without sounding holier than now or like you know how how could i know better I, i don't know better and if it means being quiet for a bit, I think that is important sometimes, you know, and I think that's something I definitely stepped away from doing tarot readings as much because I I found when I was doing tarot readings for people, it was almost like they just wanted to hear what they wanted to hear. And even if you laid something out really clear for them, it wouldn't, it would only be interpreted (laughs) the way they felt it needed to be and fall on false ears or, or, you know, not false ears, but, you know, deaf ears, deaf ears. Thank you <laughs> for helping me through that. Um, sure. No, but you make a good point. You make a good point though, um, that there does still need to be hope. Like we can't, like, you can't just like this, these things are happening in the world and we can't just shut down as humans and we can't shut down as the spiritual beings trapped in human bodies we still have to to go uh, forward and we don't make the decisions Uni- the universe makes the decisions or and w- but what we need to be able to do is ride the waves that the universe is sending us and stay positive through it and that's where, what's really hard and i think that's where the, the past few years a lot of us in the collective have been is um just uh unable to shake kind of negative vibes you know to be able to participate fully and 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 with kindness and that's i think that's the big thing that's been missing is the lack of kindness 
Oh, absolutely. And I've, you know, I'll be very honest. I find myself on TikTok comment sections a lot. <laughs> I, I know this is like kind of a weird segue, but the the conversations that happen just fascinate me because of this like inherent need to constantly be right and watching people just go back and forth. Like, you know, on any social media platform, uh, Twitter especially is another good example where people just go back and forth and back and forth and they're not even arguing. It's like they have, it's, it's so funny when you watch people have these conversations where they're agreeing with each other so in such a manner that is so like dissonant that they're so on their high horse that it's like they're they're just going at each other and they're just like it's like instead of having a conversation it's just like this battle of like personalities on on social media nowadays and i just i just really hope that there's going to be this transition to something other than social media that still utilizes the internet space to be creative and to be somewhere that we can be involved with each other but not necessarily have it be such like an ego base like well i'm right in this and this if you reference this and you know it's like i i don't really understand where along the line social media kind of took that turn where it became like a, a a constant battle with each other of opinions and it cannot I, with TikTok. I don't know if you're on TikTok comment sections, but the conversations, the arguments that can happen in these spaces just get wild. And it and it really just again with the mundane day to day, it's like, why am I spending my time reading these conversations? Is kind of a question I should ask myself, I guess. But it just like it, yeah, yeah. it's like it's like a a free way of having this insight into what really motivates people and i think at the end of the day it really is just like wanting to be right all the time no you know it's yeah yeah no i don't i don't uh my my tiktok um i've, I've worked the algorithm that it's pretty much um just funny stuff i get to i watch a lot of uh uh couple pranks you know couples pranking each other and then like just people making videos with themselves um talking back and forth to each other or to themselves as different people so I don't, I've tried to, I've tried to uh, steer in just the things that I, I look at and scroll past quickly to keep my TikTok, my TikTok's my funny place yes. <laughs> where I like to go to laugh. <laughs> but for some reason I'm on Twitter all day, which is kind of the same thing as looking like what you're looking through reading, reading comments and reading these threads on Twitter. And I just get so upset. I don't know why I do it all day long. I'm drawn to reading these people just and like he's, it's not really an argument. There's no minds that are going to be changed. Nobody's, nobody's going to change their mind. Nobody's listening to what the other person says. They're just dropping, you know, their, their shit that they've already, you know, created in their head that they're going to say, and they're not going to listen to anything back. And I don't know why I do it. I don't know why I keep going back. I, I don't have that experience so much on uh, Instagram because I've been, I don't know what happened. I got banished to the outer realms of Instagram. I don't see anything there anymore. I see like 30 people. And oh, that's it. Right. No, the algorithm's terrible on there. I mean, it's like you scroll and it'll be something posted one minute ago, right next to something that was posted three days ago. And I, I just don't understand how I just feel like guilty, almost like missing people's content all the time. And again, I, that's not the point of social media either is to like, you know, have guilt associated with how we consume it. It's just really important that those we value, you know, are seen. And, and 
I guess that was kind of the purpose in reaching out is like, I definitely like see that value in what you put out there. And I think with like these, like you're saying, people aren't really going to change their opinion a whole lot, whether or not, you know, you put it out there. It's really what, you know, it's, that's a big question, I guess, collectively is like, what does it really mean to want to change how other people think? And is that something worthwhile? And as simple as that may seem. Yeah, no, that's exactly. What is this urge we have to have other people think the same as us and be right? Right. And I think that's a sensitivity nowadays, especially this week, that we've really been forced to look at it and just say, am I just coming off like an egotistical asshole at this point? Like, do I just seem out of touch? Do I seem like my priorities are skewed just to convince myself that there's going to be this great verge of humanity waking up? And I'll be really honest. I think the older generations have really dropped the ball. And I think it's going to have to be on like the younger Gen Z kids to kind of figure out at this point, because I feel like we've just been you know, damaged. I I hate to not, I mean, and that's not necessarily to the point where it's not, you know, we, we of course will partake in it too. I just feel like as we've, as you know, time marches on always, we kind of just have to be realistic with ourselves and realize that the kids are always the future. And I really see that, you know, no, the, the it's, that's totally it. It's there. I mean, if, if the, if the world actually lasts long enough, it's going to be Gen Z that actually cleans it. It sucks that they're the ones that are going to have to come up and clean it and live in this wasteland that's been left for them. But it's going to take some of these old, this older generations to get out of the way first. And they're not going without a fight. <laughs> they're, right. they're making sure they take it all with them. Oh, absolutely. But, but what can you do? What can you do? You just have to, you have to ride the waves and, and, and I don't know. I don't know. I just, it, it's, it's, man, I did, I was really hoping this was going to be a more of an uplifting conversation, but it's just where we are in the world and it's good. I'm glad I'm talking to you about this stuff because you gave me another perspective. And I think, you know, just to go back to the themes of the collective, it's just something we really just have to be honest with ourselves about. Like I, I would never steer you in a direction of telling you that life is great and life is good. Like, And I think like to bring it to about what neurodivergency means, you know, just thinking outside of the box, if you will, I think that's something that motivates people like us to be forward and and that bluntness can scare and intimidate and make people feel like it's, you know, a bad thing. But going forward, I I mean, I, I would really like to maybe collaborate on something as far as whether it's like talking about astrological aspects of you know like a monthly or a weekly kind of collaboration where we're just looking at you know the different planetary because i know you're not um you you respect and have you know an understanding of astrology but it's just something if if you were interested in um ever talking again about you know just Hopefully, if we, you know, speak again in the future, things maybe we can see that things changed and shifted. Hopefully, oh my gosh! I mean, again, who would have known this would have happened? But I guess what I'm trying to say is, I just really enjoy having a conversation with you because it's uh, authenticity that 
isn't seen often nowadays. And, and I just get so bored having conversations with people about like what was on TV last night. And did you really like this game show? You know, it's just, I'm just so over that conversation. When it's like, we have to wake up, you know? Yeah, no, we totally should do that because like, like you were saying, there's gotta be a, a shift from social media to somewhere else. And, and that's right here. Right. <laughs> like we can do that totally. And I'm, and, and I, I do have respect for, um, for everything like that. I'm really, um, and, and that would be good because I, you could teach me and I could be a student. I'm just not very knowledgeable. And I've had this block for some reason where it's like, I understand this thing is happening and I understand this, the, the planetary motions are affecting things. And uh, for some reason, I just can't retain the details, you know? Well, that comes with time. I mean, my so goodness. When, when people start talking about stuff, I'm just like, I just start, okay, well, uh, okay, I believe you, <laughs> but I just, for some reason, uh, I, I just can't retain it. So that would be good to maybe once a month, maybe do a monthly um, astrology conversation and, and just talk about what's, what happened the previous month and what's going to happen for the coming month. Yeah. No, and I think um, it's definitely in the zeitgeist, if you will. Astrology is on the rise, and I, I just—it's—I I always just find it so fascinating how we can approach spirituality so differently because that's something. Um, astrology and spirituality are not synonymous, and I think a lot of people get that mixed up—that they think astrology is based in spiritual ideals, and it's truly not. It's—they have to realize that it's actual scientific astronomy that these placements are based off of we've just kind of projected that spirituality onto it over time and I, you know going back to that um conjunction that's going to happen in april i was talking about that's a time where collectively we are being forced to look at it in a more spiritual aspect but again astrology is not necessarily an inherently spiritual thing but i, I again i find it so fascinating that you are a very spiritual person but you approach it in such a esoteric and different way than of course a catholic or a muslim person would it, it's just so fascinating how all these different sects of life kind of meet each other and, and yet you know kind of get confused and i think that'd be kind of something interesting to you know discuss with like your insight into the different spiritual and um and, and again, I think I really like like a more absurdist approach to just kind of that humor and, and not like, again, like you said, I wish this was a, a lighter conversation, but you can still approach it with that. Like it's where absurdism comes into play and, and kind of realizing that the more we try to project meaning onto things, the more meaningless it becomes. And it's kind of just like this funny cat and mouse chase we play with these different modalities of life. And I think it could be really interesting if, you know, if you were interested in maybe, you know, going forward. I'm totally interested. Like I'm totally yeah. down for that. We should do that. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I, where you were saying how, how um, spirituality has been assigned. Um, I, I'm though I liked, I'm, I'm more interested in the physical um, you know, the physics associated with it, you know, when, when you're talking about astrology and you're talking about planets, I, I, I guess it's the Taurus nature in me mm -hmm. <laughs> where I just, I want to know, 
I want to know the, the physics behind it. I want to know I, I, these things aren't just affecting us because of some metaphysical, you know, thing there's physical actions taking place. And so there are physical reactions taking place. And there's, and it's, it's, it's more of a, for me to be more aware of the universe, you know, and how the universe is acting and being able to react to the universe's actions. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it absolutely does. And I think it's like kind of a beautiful thing to be more concerned with the material because with the, you know, the sun is currently in Pisces and, and that's definitely a time where we kind of get lost in the ethereal and get more caught up in the imaginative and the play and, the, you know, but I think there's this part of you that really just wants to answer to I the world. To why? <laughs> but why? Right. Why is that happening? Right. <laughs> because in this time. Right. And in a time like this is very much where it's like, you don't need to know why you'll figure it out. You know, it's, it's very much kind of playing with that, like mystical, magical, what could be and, and living in a world as a Taurus sun where it's like, but it, what is it? You know, <laughs> like, it's like a, it's like a right. fixed nature um, that you, the stability, the grounding in the present moment is just so important. And, and that should of course be important to everyone. It's just, we're in a time right now where we're not necessarily prospering with those mundane material things when we're so preoccupied with what could be and what will be. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, you know, I, since we last talked, you were going to, you were talking to me um, about doing uh, my, the, my chart, my star chart. Yes. And, and um, I was going to send you my information and I never did, but I, um, I created a, a CoStar account. I don't know if you know what that app is. I do. I'll be honest. CoStar is not my favorite. I'll be honest. But um, I, I haven't spent a lot of time on it. It won't let me change my profile picture. And it's assigned me a profile picture, which I can't tell if it's a male butt or knee. <laughs> <laughs> it won't let me change it. <laughs> I, I keep changing change profile photo and it won't change. Oh so I haven't my. been sharing it. And I haven't spent a lot of time on it because when I open it up, I see... Well, it looks like the bottom of a butt. But I think it, when I look closer, it might be it might be a knee. I can't tell what it is. Oh my but, god! Well, I think. But I was able. But, but at least it's, I'm able to like pull up what I am. And That's like, like the most Taurus sun thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but oh my gosh! Well, see, okay, not to be you know, uh, bear of bad news. I just find that co-star is a little too generalizing a little part of that um, pop astrology, if you will, kind of like what you would read in the newspaper. Um, it's there and it's definitely uh, something that I don't discourage the use of. I usually um, use astro.com is what I have all my charts pulled up from. Uh, what's the other one? Astro Matrix, I think is another good one. But again, it's like discretion for someone who is a beginner. It's great because you get like the day to day. But as far as pulling actual, but again, I guess for you personally, it wouldn't really matter um, how deep it would go until you built up on that knowledge. And, and I guess that is a huge thing with astrology too, is it's like a knowledge base that a lot of younger creators are kind of hopping in and acting like they know everything. And it can, I, I just find like, I've, I've kind of entered this space at a very odd time. Um, 
where I've been studying it. And, and, you know, again, we spoke about it extensively five years ago. But right now, I think it's definitely, again, in the zeitgeist. I think I already said that, but I would really love to help you understand it better. I would just, I would love, you know, again, I, I am very blunt when it comes to not wanting to steer people in the wrong direction. I just want to be transparent and say, again, CoStar is not my favorite, but I'm more than happy. I know. And the other thing is too, is um, a lot of people don't like having their birth chart information out there because it's precious information. I mean, as far as um, having like your exact date and time of birth out there is very sensitive. And that's like a subject. Some people, you know, it's, it's touchy having to um, put that information out there when unfortunately a lot of that is tied to security and safety in our lives. That's another big question I've kind of asked myself as far as offering astrological readings. Um, The fact that I don't have any official, uh, you know, because there's certifications out there too, like Hellenistic astrology um, is one that comes to mind. Chris Brennan um, is the author of a book and you can take classes. Um, but basically what I'm trying to say is if it was something you were comfortable with, I'd be more than happy to help you um, look at some aspects. Cause I have no doubt there's something I would see right away that I'd be like, Oh yeah, no duh. This is why we spoke on this date. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. No, I, and I, and, and we should, and we will. And it's funny cause um. Uh, the, the reason I haven't sent you it is because I wanted to send you mine and Holly's together. Mm-hmm. And I found her birth certificate just to, you know, to find the time. And the corner of her birth certificate is ripped right at the time. Stop. That <laughs> is the, the universe just like being like, that's Sight. the only thing missing is the corner. The time is wow. ripped off out of that corner. That is intense. <laughs> I'm like, well, there's um there is a, a process they call rectification, which is basically a fancy way of saying guessing. So um yeah, it's just yeah, kind of yeah. well she believes it was in early morning hours. <laughs> right, right. No, I was about to say I, I could see her almost just being a Pisces rising at that point, just the um you know, all those messages I was talking about. Um, you know, I'm sure she's feeling that tenfold right now. Uh you know, having her son in that sign. And again, it's something I would love to just like look at and, and uh, you know, I, I hold such reverence for you guys um, helping me grow spiritually, you know, and again, too, I think that is like the interesting conversation to be had is like, is astrology an inherently spiritual thing? Not necessarily, but when you have a aspect like such a heavy Pisces chart, oh yeah, it's, I mean, it absolutely becomes spiritual and again i think that's kind of like the irony of life that of course that little corner would be removed it's it is kind of just like <laughs> like a joke like you know that and again I, I guess it goes back to that um themes of absurdism in life where it's you know it's like you just kind of when you want to shake your hands and fists at the universe and say but why it's like oh you know why and you'll figure out you know you'll figure it out it's kind of like a playful like you'll yeah, figure it out that's for her to determine <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the time right i mean of course it is the real time doesn't matter right and and, and i think it's your time to could you, you determine it yes and i i think it is really cool when you can get an exact birth time because but you know there's all sorts of different um types of astrological systems like uh side real versus vedic astrology and you know the indian you know there's all sorts of astrology out there. It's certainly not just uh, sun, moon, 
it, it goes way deeper than that. And I think it's more like a collective consciousness with those outer planets that connect us generationally, you know? No. So, so with, now for like, just for like, like someone with my experience, the general, no, no experience, basically how, how like specific, like, does that time, if you're within a couple of hours, like how much can change within a couple of hours? I, I mean, from, from the, from the broader point, is does it change or is it this more when you're getting into like little specifics that like someone like me wouldn't get right away, but I mean, I mean, it, it, astrologically speaking, is if, if you're within a couple of hours, how much can change? I suppose it definitely depends, like where the planets would be placed in the houses. So, as the astrological signs progress from one to one, there are messages that carry on through the signs. So I feel like even though they might be in a different element and a different modality, there's still the same message of it's, it's very similar to tarot and kind of like being the fool's journey that it's, you know, going through and through. Um, so having as specific as a birth time definitely is important as far as seeing the degree theory, because degree theory in of itself provides these really specific messages as far as purpose in why you were born and why you're here. But I think the messages still carry if you're not, if you're like for the poor people. Okay. So I work in a field where we have um, a lot of immigrants and when they do their paperwork, you'll see it. it. Why are all these people January 1st, January 1st? Um, they're just assigned a birth date. So a lot of people like kind of in translation of, you know, they, they forget their real birth date or it's not as important in other cultures. So it's, you know, how do you still find purpose? And I, I guess that's where mundane day-to-day -day astrology. And that's why, again, I think that'd be kind of more interesting to talk about with you going forward. If, you know, we talk again, um, because the here and now is where you really carry the messages of what really matters. Like the birth chart is a really cool way of kind of providing insight into your life and who you are, but it isn't the be all to end all by any means. Like people who go living their life saying like, Oh, cause I'm a Scorpio moon. I'm just this really dark and brooding and I'll never change. Like that's obviously not, you know, and then there's other, so um, that's where like progressive astrology comes in, like your progressed birth chart where it's like, you've grown and now that you've been living on the earth here is a way that they um basically say this is your now chart as opposed to when you were born it um moves the planets forward to match uh, your current age and it's more uh theoretical than literal but it's pretty cool how people have managed to find these ways of having insight to yourselves i just think it's really dangerous to put um that information out there that like knowing your birth chart is going to be the answer to everything in your life it's always going to be the present moment that holds merit over whatever you know lessons you may or may not have been given on birth and again it's all up to interpretation one astrologer might tell you a totally different thing than another astrologer i just think that's where it's really cool to kind of go back to the the ancient hellenistic and i'm considering maybe getting some form of certification just to um be more reputable you know but again as these kind of collective messages keep 
presenting themselves to me. I, I keep going back to astrology and, you know, I was just curious if you'd like to learn more because I think the best way to learn is by teaching, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. um, it would just kind of be, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I just think it'd be kind of a cool way to like learn more for myself. Cause I'm always learning. I mean, I've, I've been seriously studying astrology for six years now, but never, um, never enough to feel comfortable to like offer readings, but I kind of, I think I kind of want to focus more on just like present moment astrology. You know, I think that's something, um, that really is very fascinating. And I'd like the collective to be a little bit more aware of that. And as cool as birth chart readings are too. And I, and I love doing those too. Like you're saying, like having your exact moment of birth, isn't like a make or break moment in your life where it's like, Oh, now I can't really know myself. Oh man. Like it shouldn't, you know, no one should ever feel that way. And I would hate to ever like project a image of that onto the, you know, people that, were ever interested in learning more about astrology, it closes it off to people if they, as all, cause I don't know my birth time. I'll never know myself. You know, I, I would never want people to feel that way. So again, I think just focusing on the present moment is more important than anything else. Yeah. My, my son is obviously awake. There are doors slamming in the background. <laughs> I, I apologize. That's okay. um, I, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, um, I went back and listened to episode 14 of the virtual campfire, which was um, featured you because uh, we were going to talk the next day and then we didn't. So I'm now I've got to go off a couple of weeks old memory, but I I was pushing you pretty hard in and, and or, or just pushing the audience to uh, to reach out to you and for, to do reading uh, birth chart readings. Mm -hmm. And I don't, th I don't think I'm going to do that this time. I apologize. I, I felt like I came on a little too hard. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, no. Trying to, to push you into that. Um, but I, I want to save that for us and, and let's, let's put that out, you know, as, as a, as a monthly series to, uh, the collective and, and, uh, and learn together. Yeah. And, and I think it's something I kind of have to curate my own image. I've, you know, and I think that's such a conundrum I've kind of been in personally where I see the death of the age of social media. And yet I see the birth of myself wanting to put myself out there more and more. Yeah, yeah. So it's just been such yeah. a, such a position of, I, I really want to come off as authentic because of course, parts of me are very vain and, and, and want to be, you know, a, a, perceived as something that is worthwhile. And, and I think that's a very human thing to want to do. And I just want people to realize that they can use astrology as a way of, of course, getting to know yourself better, but don't get so stuck in like the, the, the meaning and the, cause I, I think like what I want my catchphrase to almost be is like giving meaning to the meaningless. Like it's this, <laughs> you, 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 you know, it's, it's, I think again with the um the absurdism part too with astrology I think we have to realize that there is nothing more sacred and special than this present moment and as much as we can learn from who we are through our birth charts there's really nothing more beautiful than this constant cosmic dance that we're always partaking in and again I really think it'd be cool to help us both understand it a little bit better and, and maybe put something out there that hopefully people would be interested in. And, and like you said, I mean, I, I totally appreciated it at the time. I, I feel like 
a lot of my struggle with how to present birth chart information to people is I really like this oration. Like I like discussing, I find when I type charts out and kind of present, try to present something to people that is just so complex in like a written form, it really starts to lose meaning. Um, so that's something I'll figure out. And again, I think the message overall from this talk is that there's just so much more figuring out to be done. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, yeah. and that's just, yeah. And, you, and we don't have that luxury of social media. Like we used to have, we used to be able to just reinvent yourself, but if you were to reinvent yourself now, like it's so hard to get a follower right. and find the, to get people to follow back. And I don't know what has become like, it's totally transformed. No, it, it, and it's, it's sad. It's sad. Exactly. We said it in unison. There's, um, I, I, there's a woman I follow. Uh, she goes by Bahati Life, and she had a really good podcast talking about the metaverse and just the uh, imagery that was involved when they put out that initial announcement of the metaverse, like all the symbolic, demonic <laughs> darkness. Not to you know project onto Zuckerberg that he totally is a lizard person and nobody can't convince me otherwise. But any, but seriously though, there was like these, oh, these <laughs> there was these clear messages of just what is their real intention and, it, and it's control. It's, it's advertisement. They've clearly prioritized advertisement of products to get clicks, to increase their revenue. I mean, you hear about on TikTok, they're literally purposely, not putting spiritual content on the algorithm. It's uh, what is the phrase I'm trying to think of? Um, shadow banned. They're shadow banning content like that on purpose. And it's, it's really scary times in that regard that things that are meant to be for the greater good are getting misconstrued, misconstrued and, and put down and advertisements are taking, you know, the upper hand in that situation. So again, I, I think there's kind of a question here of what do we do next? Because it's not Instagram, it's not Facebook, it's that time has passed, or it's 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 almost like like those themes of death I was talking about before too, with like Pisces Sun. Um, it's not death in the literal sense of like decomposition, that's more Scorpio. Pisces death is more like the transformative rising of the spirit itself coming out. And I think that's like with <laughs> kind of projecting that idea onto social media. I really do see that though. It's like, it's like this lifting that has to happen where we kind of move on to the next platform and hopefully wherever that platform is, maybe we can um, figure it out together, <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. And it's like, and instead of um, like, like wishing that it or, and trying to make it the way it was, just um, honoring and appreciating and celebrating that small moment in time that we had where we were all able to come together freely. And instead of now, like just bitching and moaning about what it's become, we we take this group and we go elsewhere where we can continue, where we can grow into something else. Cause we can't, you can't stay in that same phase forever anyway. You know, it's like almost like here's, it's like, it's like school. Here's where you come to learn and here's, and, and socialize and you meet your friends and then you graduate from high school and some of those friends stick with you and some of those friends go elsewhere. But you have that place where you never would have met those people without it. And it's, 
And instead of mourning Instagram, what we should be doing is fighting to keep the collective together in a different form. Exactly. No, and I'm, I'm glad that resonated because I really feel like that's been such a missing message from my life where I've really been so confused as to what to put out there. But in time, I, I really do trust that these bigger questions we're asking of how do we really drive our intention into actual purposeful changes in our lives to hopefully, you know, on a more imaginative level, it's like maybe give a little, you know, more freedom where we can like enjoy our day-to-day activities without feeling like the mundaneness is dragging us down and taking us away from what we really want to do. Perhaps finding a a nice balance between that soon, you know, and I, I hope that's possible because realistically, again, Instagram has made it clear that they don't care about creators. They only care about making an ad revenue. Um, so right. in, in time, I really do trust that something can be figured out and there could really be some cool content put out there where um, hopefully creators won't be shadow banned on whatever platform, you know, it may be. I, I really hope that. Yeah the voices that need to be heard can be heard. Yeah. 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 And I, and I think too, um, we're kind of going back to, we kind of went away from, from voice back when, uh, when the flip phones came out and texting first became a thing. And we, we, and, and at first I was like, who would ever text when you can call, like, why would you go through the motions of texting somebody and then somehow that just took over where it became all text, all visual uh, with, with Instagram, you know, where you can put a picture with your text and, and Twitter where it all became about text-based and, and we've totally gotten away from our voices. And it almost seems like it's time now to like, all right, well, let's get away from the text and get back to our voices being heard and that vibration. We totally lost the, the vibration when we went into the, the, the text only realm. I, you know, that's, I have to again bring Freddie into it, but I mean that's like you're literally you're like describing yeah, Radio Gaga. Do. That's like literally the song because then right it's the same idea when radio was when music videos were coming out in the '80s it was the same idea. Oh, what about radio? We love radio. You know, it's like we'll see it right now. It feels like oh, but there's never going to be anything other than social media. Well, that's what they said about when music videos. Oh, but what about radio? Like you're saying text messages. Ah, oh, who? wants to text you know so i hope like as as stuck as we feel right now you kind of have to look back and be like wait (laughs) didn't we kind of say this before about these other modalities of communication you know so voice for sure is like like kind of going back to that that radio like um you know late night you know (laughs) hosting you know exactly it's like it is yeah Yeah. i mean back before before the written word there was there was oral language, you know, before the written language. So it only makes sense that we keep returning to that because I don't know, as, as humans, I just think we just, we desire vibration. I mean, that's keep the good vibes. Like that's every good vibes, bad vibes. It's a total vibe. You see like these memes, it's a total vibe. And it's like, that's not a vibe at all. A vibe requires vibration. Right. (laughs) Right. And just having right. The, words to be heard 
really, it is so important. I think a lot of people are afraid of like fumbling over their words in the, in the raw discussion that is unfiltered is scary to a lot of people, how filtered everything has to be curated. You know, I think that like the idea of the influencer is totally dying too. like having a very curated, very purposefully created image of who you are. People are bored with that. People don't want that anymore. They're, they're really, they're wanting authenticity more and more. And like you're saying, I think um, podcasting is becoming big again, uh, because of that, they, they want more voices rather than, you know, just looking at these curated images that were never authentic in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this has been, I'm, man, I'm so glad we got a chance to talk and, and that we will continue to talk. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I truly consider you a person that has played a huge role in my growth. And I think it would be really cool to help other people grow in the present moment. Um, and kind of always refer to that again with the astrology aspect, if you were interested, you know, and I, I think it could really be a fascinating, you know, like a, a bridging of worlds, if you will, where, um, again, I think my point is that spirituality and astrology are not synonymous, but they certainly coexist. Yes. Yes. And, and likewise, you've been uh, a very instrumental in my growth. And even though the last time we talked was 2016, which is, is that, is that six years ago? Almost six years ago? I know. We, oh, my God. When you put it um, like that. <laughs> but, but we have never really, like, I feel like it doesn't feel like it's been that long because we have had social media. So, I, I mean, I do don't want to just totally bag on social media because I do feel like we've been able to continue a friendship because I have been able to peek into your world. I've seen you playing piano. Mm. I've seen the things you're going through. I've seen you buying a house. I've seen, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I, I, I do want to thank social media for being able to like, you know, I have these friends that I haven't talked to, you know, but I do feel like we've been present in each other's lives through the whole thing. Absolutely. I, I, and, and right. There is a preciousness to that ability to still view people from a distance. And I, I think that's really something special that, yeah, and cannot be taken for granted either when it comes to social media. I think more the question that we can hopefully delve into is how to, how in these times of incredible change collectively, can we give it enough purpose where maybe we can just make a slight difference in other people's perspectives to kind of wake up and just be more compassionate and sensitive to those around them you know where we've been so insensitive you know and and, yeah. and it's out of our own protection all of us have i can't say i haven't been insensitive and bursted out in frustration and anger and acted like a toddler at times i don't want to ever steer people like i'm some you know the wise sage that knows better i think it's more about kind of having a humor about the present moment rather than dreading it. And um, while still acknowledging the fear and, and the terror that we live in day to day, but also approaching it in a way that kind of gives it a little absurdism that allows us to kind of breathe and have humor while still hoping for a better future. Yes. Beautifully said. Thank you. <laughs> uh... When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through 
When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through If you tell me that you love me I'll be coming back to you. To you. All right, right on.